0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Man, we got your toe tapping to that opening music, I know. Such a cool theme song. Appreciate you coming in once again and hanging out with us here in the Musicians Cafe. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm here with my co-host, a man who mows his yard in a straight line only because he only has a zero turn, brother. How you feeling, Mr. Chris Gray? I'm good, and you know, it's really, really, really hard to mow in a straight
1: line on a zero turn, When you have a beer in one of your hands. (laughs) I've tried it, and the yard comes out looking a little questionable. But it gets done. It does. It does. You know, the important part is that the grass gets cut, right?
0: Yeah, I haven't mowed in so long, I forgot what it's like. I mean, we have no water. It's been a minute. (laughs) We have no water at the Homestead Studios, like zero. So it's been a month at least since we've mowed, I think.
1: Hopefully the fall um, get a little more rain, a little more uh, that white fluffy stuff. I won't say the word yet, but... It's coming.
0: Yeah, it is. But in the meantime, man, we were having a good time in the Musicians Cafe, and we've got a great guest once again. Chris, you put this together, so I'm not going to steal it, man. I'm going to let you introduce.
1: Yeah, man. We, um, I've been hunting you for a while. Yeah, we both. And have. Uh, you know, we're, we're I'm I'm super glad to have you because, like, like we said, we uh, we kind of finish the the it's not a trifecta but the whole fecta with you being here mm-hmm. we're here episode 61 with mr jonathan mitchum yes, johnny sir. how are you sir yes.
2: i'm i'm excited I'm, I'm happy all my grandkids have been here before me so i'm kind
1: of <laughs> i'm kind of pumped
2: to
0: to follow in their footsteps we got all the disciples first
2: the disciples yeah then we
0: worked our way up to the head man that's <laughs> seen, how we did i've it. seen those posters <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well jonathan thank you so much kim's with us here too she's not gonna talk but she's here in support, so we're glad she's here, too. Yeah,
1: we, we're going to get into those nicknames a little later so you guys understand what the grandpa means, but yeah. um, it's such a tight-knit group of, of friends and musicians. We, you know, Like I said, we're so glad to have you. Oh, man, I'm happy to be here.
0: Brian, you want to let us know what's going on in the area today? Man, I sure do. Everybody right. out there, if you got a pen and paper, make sure you write this down. we got a lot of stuff going on in the area once again. And this weekend, Chris, don't forget it's a long weekend for everybody. It's Labor Day. Labor Day. That's yeah, right. Man. So I get a day off of work. Hell yeah. It's Nothing wild. <laughs> Monday, yeah, man, coming out ne- yeah, next Monday. Next it's Monday. Be a- yeah, next Monday. Yeah, we're, we're recording a little early, so we got the- got John a little mixed up there. Sorry about that, brother. But <laughs> when this comes out, it'll be the weekend of the long weekend of Labor Day, so very cool. Uh, Tally Ho Theater uh, on Friday night is got Danger Bird, and that's a Neil Young tribute band. And somebody was asking me about that last night, as a matter of fact. So uh, make your way down to Leesburg for that one. On Saturday night is Cash Unchained, and this guy's been in town a few times. Um, This is an unbelievable show, John. Have you ever ran into him? I have not. Wow, I don't. I I don't know his name, and I feel bad about not knowing who it is. Actually, the artist, but I do know the show. From what I'm being told, is is unbelievable. The guy can replicate Johnny Cash's vibe and songs very well. So, a lot of fun. I know that's always a sellout for them down there too, Hollywood Casino. um, This is Saturday night. It's going to be 38 special, and uh, that's a good show too, man. We were talking about 38 special last week. We were, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, good band from way back in a lot of great recently. hits. Yeah, man. Oh man, I used to. I love 30s. Oh, they. Yeah, exactly. It's they great had, tunes, man. They had a lot of really good tunes, mm-hmm. really good tunes. So, yep. Um. So that'll be a good show on Saturday night, and then on Sunday, I think this one's cool, man. It, this is Beatles versus Stones. I don't know. Are you, a, are you a Rolling Stones or Beatles guy? More Rolling Stones. You're a Stones yeah. side. Okay, gotcha. You see, that's usually how it is. Musicians are one way or the other. It's actually the bands Abbey Road and the band Satisfaction. And how I understand it, they sit on both sides of the stage, and they just throw songs back and forth to nice. each other. That's kind of cool. So it should be a good time. Bear Chase Brewery up on the mountain. Uh, this is the first. So this will be Thursday night. They're going to start early. Shane Gamble going to be there. Uh, on Saturday is Will Baskin and Fork in the Road for the late part of the evening. Sunday's got two bands too, as well, Chris, which is kind of cool. So if you're feeling frisky on a Sunday, you can go up and check it out. Two M B band will lead it off, and then J B Brown is going to finish out the evening on Sunday. And then the Holiday Monday is going to be Chris Brown. I don't think it's that Chris Brown. Like but run- if it was, it could be. But it's probably not that Chris Brown you wrote know, no. run it or whatever it was. Yeah, but Chris Brown, whoever this Chris Brown is, I'm sure he's great. So that's going to be cool too. Uh, box Office Brewery in Stralsburg has got a busy weekend. September the 1st. And then is that Friday? I've lost track.
1: It is Friday. All yep. right.
0: I'll get it right now. Friday night is going to be Cashmere. And Cashmere, we've been chasing you you folks, man. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, and then our friend Robbie Lyman's going to be there on Saturday night. Um, so you can get down and check out Robbie. He's always a lot of fun. Troubadour in Berkeley Springs, the Troubadour Lounge and Park. Uh, on Saturday night, is going to have Stephanie and the Wild Hearts. Okay. Yeah. I haven't heard of them. That's cool. Yeah. I'm sure they're either. good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a lot Still of Still outside, it's, I would And it's like. at the troubadour, so you can't go wrong.
1: You know, I saw something where they had a drawing last week, and the winner got $30 off the bar tab.
0: That's kind of cool. That's really cool. It's worth going to check that out. out. That should be at any bar. That'd
3: be the
2: most <laughs> wonderful thing ever.
0: I would agree. Especially if you drink a bunch of beers while you're there. Right? I don't know
2: anything about drinking
0: a bunch of beers. <laughs> Come on, John. Come just on two, two maximum, right? You can't fool us old found guys. Maximum huh? and two. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Piccadilly Public House on Friday night is going to have our buddy Jimmy Lee. I want to catch up with Jimmy and see how he's doing. But he's going to be playing out. Always a lot of fun. And then on Saturday, they're going to have the Mark Bray Band, which is a lot of fun, too. So make sure you go stop by Piccadilly's if you're in town. The Monument, uh, they've got a pretty neat idea. On Friday night, it's going to be uh, Shenandoah University night, SU night. And they're going to have a DJ that night, that night DJ Curfew. But it's kind of a welcome back to the it's students cool. of Shenandoah. Yeah, back to school. So, yeah, cool. kind of a good idea. The Monument's always thinking ahead, so it's kind of a good idea. On Saturday night, they've got the Dave Matthews Tribute Band. We're we were talking just about talking about that. Us. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah. And it's they didn't come up with a different name. It's just called the Dave Matthews Tribute Band. So I'm sure if they are that you know identifiable i'm sure they're really good johnny you're a big uh, dmb fan right i'm a
2: dave nutt i yeah. love those guys have
0: you ever caught up with this band do you know
2: i have not seen that one no but uh i've i've caught up with the dave matthews band and one of my uh, favorite guitar players is uh, tim reynolds yeah and, yeah uh, getting to meet tim a few times
0: that's really cool that is that guy's
2: cool. like that tall really yeah
0: and he can <laughs> and he can just do things with a guitar that I don't think any other people can do. John wasn't raising his hand very high, folks. Out there. <laughs> he, he, meaning he's not very tall, but he can really slay with the guitar. That's oh, yeah, cool. he stood. That's great. That's cool. Uh, almost done, Chris. Promise. Yeah, you're good. Uh, Brightbox Theater, one of the great uh, venues we have here in town. Going to skip ahead. Uh, their next uh, is a Thursday night. It's the 7th uh, they had down. I think this weekend they're going to kind of have a soft weekend. Not much going on there. But uh, the 7th, the Amish Outlaws, man. They're back again. They are back again. That sounds like a stud band. They are great, man. They are so much fun. And uh people know them, will follow them. It'll be a sold out. Is it show like a bluegrass kind of band or? No, it's a mixture of everything. It's it's mainly a sort of a rock, rockabilly. They throw in a little bit of everything, but they do everything, honestly. I'm not lying. They do everything from Bruno Mars to like No kidding. To like Black Sabbath. And they throw their own little twist into it, you know, and they, they sort of Amish it up, if you want to call mm. it that, and uh, and it's a lot of fun, and and people just have a blast, you know. So pretty cool. And then this jump out to West Oaks Farm Market. Uh, this is going to be Friday night. Bottle Shock is going to lead off the evening, and then it's followed by the great band Sold Out. Chris. There you go. Yeah, man, they'll have a big they'll have a big turnout there for that one. Sold Out always brings in everybody. And so. if you if you guys haven't heard Sold Out, they are incredibly tight. They are, and of course, that's due to how much they practice.
1: Uh, and how long they've played together, yeah. but we know. And doing their podcast, uh, they're actually one of our top podcasts. Yeah, by they the way. are. Yeah, um, absolutely. But they are just super tight and super great friends and great people. So yep.
0: get out there and check them out. Absolutely, man. And they will—they uh, will definitely make you get up and, and dance for sure. Uh, the next day on Saturday is going to be our buddy Six String and Bourbon. Adam Phelps is going to be there. And Adam's always a lot of fun. And then rounding out the weekend, one of your disciples, John, Dylan Wolf is going to be there on Sunday. I love that cat. Yeah, me too. He likes to drink Bush Light like I do, so it's <laughs> kind of cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, but, Brian
1: only brings that up because we have a, a special beer, one that we don't see very often in the Homestead Studios, drinking. The mountains are blue today. Yeah. It's good. Silver
0: bullets, It's good bullets, for right? a Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Silver bullets course right course over like, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, as long as you enjoy them, it doesn't matter to me, right? That's right, so what about forgetting Chris? I know we we got a bunch of stuff I don't have on the menu. What am I forgetting? uh man it, you just got you guys gotta
1: check out social media um you know the calendars coming up the The one thing that I have found to find acts that maybe you, we didn't get to or didn't you know find on the show is if you go to Facebook and you look at the events happening right. Uh, like check it out Thursday or Friday for the events coming. You'll see Johnny's name. You'll see uh, Jake's name. You'll see all these guys, and it's going to be all over Winchester. You'll notice it'll be some of them are going to be freaking in Kentucky and Ohio and wherever these crazy guys go. Right, um, right. But it's just such an easy way to find – Music anywhere you're at.
0: Well, I know we're going to talk about the Cannon Fire in a little bit. They got another That's right. one of those coming up. We're going to do that. Got to give a shout out to Polly Coconuts, Christina, and Elliot from Mission Road. By the way, their Facebook page, they're Sporting Musician Cafe t shirts, man. Cool I saw that? that. Very happy about that. And they're we're not
1: be- even paying them for
0: Yeah, them. <laughs> I know, right? And they're going to be playing at the Barns of Harper's Ferry uh, as well. So make sure you check out their website. And, uh, and it's a fundraiser uh, for veterans. So make sure you check them out and get over and support them too. That's all I got, man, except for that question. You do have a question. I do. I want to hear it. Johnny, if you get this question right, you get a shiny nickel. You get a shiny
1: nickel, brother. I'm going to have to go find it first, but you'll get one. Sweet.
0: (laughs) All right. So uh, we're going to go back again. I tend to go back for my questions because I'm old. Um, So there was a period of time when disco was huge, right?
1: When was that? (laughs) 75 to 79, right in that
0: neighborhood (laughs) there. Yeah, anyway. But uh, the one and only time they uh, awarded a Grammy Award for the best disco uh, they did it one time. What song won that and who was the artist? Does anybody remember that? It was like Fever Night and it was the Doobie Brothers, right? Well, the Doobie, Doobie Brothers right? kind of did more of a rock and roll. I think you might be thinking of the Bee Gees. Bee Gees, that's what yeah, I mean. The yeah, Bee Gees. you might be thinking of the Bee Gees. That's a very good guess, but not the right one. What did I say? The Doobie Brothers? Who were they? Yeah, yeah, they did China Grove and yeah, Jesus yeah. is Just Alright and stuff like that. Yeah, A lot more rockin' they were, but uh, but yeah, for the best disco, the one and only time it was awarded, you got to try to figure out who it went to. I'm not even going to guess Oh, this come one. on. I know you want my guess, but it will be
1: something <laughs> And stupid. I guarantee
0: you've heard it, so uh, there I you know. go. Yeah,
1: It's always something that's so obvious. It's once it
0: you know. Yeah, and then you kick yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Well, let's get her started, shall we? It's uh, Like I said, it's episode 61. We got... Jonathan Mitchum here in the studios. Um, once again, we're so glad that you made it. Yeah, thanks, Eddie um, Bim. And uh, you know, we've been—we kind of already hinted at it during the the menu—that you know you're part of an elite group in the area. Uh, in fact, the folks that um, you're on posters the most with, I would imagine, have all been on our show before. And so um, what do you think of these guys? And, and they're they're all, you know, they start at 16 years old and they go yeah. up to 30 couple years old. What do you think about these guys?
2: Well, I love them all. Um,
1: I think the first one
2: I met was Dylan. We did like a songwriter showcase, um, I don't know, three, two, three years ago. Um, my good buddy from the Low Water Bridge Band. Logan Moore called me. So we're going to do a, you know, everybody was coming out of COVID. Right. And the first one I met was Dylan. And, uh, I had to drive out there because it was just by myself and I couldn't drink beer. And by the time I got there, I wanted to drink beer and I didn't bring any. <laughs> oh, no. And I sat down next to this guy named Dylan. And, he said, man, you can have a beer. And I ended up drinking all of his damn beer. Best friends from first sight. Yeah, for the first time I met him, best friends. example
0: right off the beat. You know? yeah. yeah, he was, he was cool
2: <laughs> from the, the first, second. And then all the other ones, you know, uh, we worked a little bit with uh, Brennan for doing his first little EP and album. And uh, I got to play the drums on that. And we went down to um, Salina, Tennessee, Steel House. And we got to do that. And that was a fun project um all those guys i love him jake Cohn, he jake Cohn talks a lot of trash i don't think anybody knows how much <laughs> trash that jake Cohn talks and and he doesn't do it in a bad way he does it in a fun way but when you see him he's like when we say grandpa how you feeling you think you're gonna make this you know just like he just take a shot at you everything that he does he are you gonna be able to get through this show old man you know that's just how he acts that's funny and uh and chris hunt and uh zach townsend that's another one i love he uh He's really good. And and Chris Hunt, um, Kimmy loves Chris Hunt. You know, she likes the way he goes up there and he dances across the stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got a cigarette, got a cigarette yeah, hanging out of his Lord, mouth. And... He's got a damn cigarette hanging out everywhere he goes. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: the tur- yeah, that's right. The Turquoise Troubadour.
0: Exactly right. Yeah.
2: Those are all good. I love all those guys. You know, there was years when um, there were no country singers. I remember when I was doing it, we weren't even allowed to play. Well, it's not you weren't allowed to play country. It's that. It it was frowned upon. Right. I mean, I loved country music, and I'm up there in the city, or in, you know, um, and they're like, "Oh yeah, man, we don't know if we want you to play country," and you know, that's just not that's the wrong thing to tell me. I
1: play double the country when they say that. <laughs> You're just going back in time as soon as somebody yeah. says that.
2: Yeah, there was no one, and then uh, right after COVID, I looked up and there was a country artist on every corner, and I thought they were all awesome. Right, and, you know, that's just lucky I, i'm glad i lived this long i'm glad grandpa lived this long 52 when 52 <laughs> dang you're telling secrets <laughs> and everything yeah it's just it, it used to be all by myself and there was a bunch of city folks and all they would do is just you know they would have oh let's play some wonder wall and i wanted to just beat them yeah <laughs> hit them with i would agree with that oh but you knew it you just didn't <laughs> want to sing it <clears throat>
3: Oh, I
2: played drums to it. Yeah, I mean when oh, they man. paid me to play, and and I can't believe I just said that. On and people are going to hear this, but I've played drums to that,
1: where we played in a band and we had oh, to do my. it. And that's yeah. Anyway, well let's we'll just skip on we'll past that. <laughs> so Johnny, did you grow up in the city? You're talking about being from the city. Is that grew where you grew up
2: in Alexander, Virginia? Okay, um, my mom is from um, uh, Grundy, Virginia. Okay, Bradshaw Mountain, and my dad is from Welch, West Virginia. I saw that, yeah. And um, I would get in trouble a lot because they were divorced when I was four, and I was back and forth to the city to, or Welch, West Virginia um, when I was in my younger years. I went to school in Welch at Hemp Hill School. I don't know if anybody will remember what that's, but it's in the middle of nowhere. I was going to ask you, whereabouts is Welch? Uh, it's down in the um, south. Part of West Virginia, gotcha, okay. you know, right on the Kentucky border. Oh, wow. Okay. Way down. It's way down there. It's, uh, and it's just a very poor place right now. I think it's uh, the poorest county in all of the United States right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's, uh, I used to run around in the creeks and run up in the mountains and, you know, just normal things that a kid would do. All I wanted to do was fish. That hasn't changed. Kimmy found that out yesterday. <laughs> all I wanted to do was go fishing.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah. So your early influences probably were Appalachian style music, country music, that kind of thing, right? Uh,
2: the first thing I ever remember hearing was Dolly Parton, "Coat of Many Colors." There you go. My yeah. grandmother had one of those big, you know, radio players that sure, just, you know, were on the,
0: they were like that. cabinet looking thing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's the
2: first song I can ever remember loving. Right? Yeah, and then it was like Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver, and I love that guy too. Sad that he just retired. Gotcha. But yeah.
0: But now your your first instrument that you sort of picked up, if I understand right, it was drums. Is that right? Yep. yep. So how did how did that come about, John? Because I'm a drummer too. I'm just curious about how your st- sort of journey started there. Uh,
2: well, I was a teenager and I had a mullet, and
1: <laughs> that was probably the main factor. Yeah, in being a drummer.
2: Yeah, I me mean, had to have a mullet. I had a well, professional one, and I just. I couldn't play guitar. My friends could kind of play guitar. It's, guitar is hard. Drums are really easy
0: to play for me. <laughs> yeah, they let them hang out with musicians. Yeah, and it started, it say,
2: started yeah. out with air drums. <laughs> I think Myrtle Beach, you're like 14 or 15 years old, and I just said, man, I'm just going to be a drummer. I had my high-top Air Jordans on and a mullet, and uh, you know, about this big around, tiny, and I just started playing drums. You know, it's kind of easy. A lot of people that play instruments can pick them up. Like the Brennan Edwards of the world can just pick up anything with strings on it and jam it out. Right. Right. Well, that was never me. It was always, you know, uh, playing drums. That just really came natural. And it was a lot of fun. I still do it uh, and have a lot of fun with it, but just not that much anymore. Gotcha. Once I cut the mullet, I lost the drum power.
0: Now, were you doing this at both locations, (laughs) Welch and
2: down in the city? No, no. By that time, I was just all city and and living up here in Alexandria. And,
0: um, uh,
2: yeah, I think we just, you know, have garage bands form. You're just like, man, let's get a garage band. And my cousin, who just came out to see us play uh, last week, he's the one that taught me. He was my guitar player when we started our first garage band. Gotcha. And... uh, It was crazy. I was playing, and he just showed up (laughs) last weekend with his daughter. He has nine children. Dang.
1: Wow. He
2: showed up with his daughter, and um, I
1: couldn't believe it. I was in shock. That's cool, though. Yeah. Very cool. So these garage bands that you started playing in, what kind of music were you playing there? I think we, uh, it was back in the,
2: um, no, man, people are going to Don't say grunge.
1: I love grunge music. I mean, yeah. I'm a
2: huge Pearl Jam fan. There but you go. yes, I, I think we were playing
1: that. Do you, do you yeah. not like that, Chris? Oh uh, no! I mean, just it's it's such a small a genre that the people who love grunge really, really, really love it. And I, they, li- they I like. They hold on to it like it's still the '90s.
2: Yeah, I like Pearl Jam. I still love Eddie Vedder. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know, and, I just like to hear him sing. Some of the
0: vocalists though... out of grunge were incredible. Yeah, we lost a lot of them, but they were all great.
2: Yeah, we lost all of them except Pretty for Vedder. He's yeah.
0: sort of the last one, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It is.
2: Yes, but it was grunge, and I did. I loved playing all that stuff, but we just played. It was like extreme back in the day. It was like poison, and I don't know. It was just like it was like a crossover between hair
0: metal and and grunge. You and I are almost the same, although I am older. But the same thing with me. I mean, mm-hmm. hair metal, and then we kind of you know. Grunge is very important, Chris, even though, you know, you sort of don't get Tesla. That. The, now you guys are going to give me a hard a Tesla time It was, yeah, I love Tesla. Man, come on. But let's... it was a sort of an evolving of the music scene, and that's what grunge did. It right. sort of changed everybody that was sounding the same all of a sudden, and in it, sort of what we're going through right now, only with a different, you know, different mm-hmm. different genre of music. Yeah.
2: Now, the country music was always a thing, but, um, you know, you're not going to go out and play drums with in, in a garage band because no one thinks alike musically, so... I had to play what the, you know, the people that were singing and doing the the music were right, playing. So right. I had to be a part of that. And when you go home, you're you're back to the bluegrass roots and, you know, Sunday mornings with stained glass bluegrass. That's, there you, go. you know, that's the good stuff. Why have I not heard
1: that saying before? Is that a saying?
2: Stained glass bluegrass? Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm living under a rock. It's just it's, it's really cool stuff. It's
1: bluegrass music for, you know, that's like gospel music. Gospel, yeah. yeah it's Absolutely. gospel bluegrass, yeah. 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 I love that stuff. Were these bands traveling bands, or were they some sort of maybe they just kind of stay put in the garage? Oh yeah, they stay put in the garage. That's where
2: they. That's where they needed to be. Was in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> at a few
0: of those too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, but those are the, the best.
2: Time. I mean, come on, uh, who said it best? From um, the Foo Fighters, the guy from Dave Virginia, Grohl. Dave Grohl says I mean, You, the way you get good at music is you get your buddies together, you get some instruments, and you go into a garage and you suck.
1: Find out how bad you are. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh,
2: very close to what he said, but that's the truth. You go in there and you just make a wreck and have fun, and you know, call the girls over. Sorry, babe, I shouldn't say that. And uh, (laughs) and just enjoy music. I mean, if you love music, that's usually how it's going to start. Sure. Yeah,
1: but there are plenty of bands that still, for lack of better terms you know practice and play in garages um now some of them are very nice garages like yeah. zach townsend's oh my god i've been, been there. over there holy yeah. cow <laughs> uh we did the we did his podcast in um that garage no it's, kidding it's very much a living space That's much nice. less a garage yeah we did it we went over there for his mom's 50th birthday
2: um and uh they it was chris hunt was playing and he was playing and yeah, I get invited to all these really cool things from all my grandchildren, and it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. <laughs> they, they call me to the coolest things that you know I wouldn't have done years before if I didn't know all these great people.
0: So, then, John, I got to ask you a question. I'm a, I was a drummer, started out just like you did, young, you know, playing with people in the neighborhood, whatever. And I always wanted to evolve to another instrument, but I didn't. And I was surrounded by guitar players. My father was. I've got son-in-law that plays, you know, people that I know around me. I never picked up another instrument. What caused you to?
2: Um, I just like to sing, you know. It's hard to to sing and and play the drums. So I was like, man, I'm going to learn how to do this. And it took a long time. Did it? I mean, it was really tough for me. But um, I still really can't play the guitar that well. (laughs) But I give, you know. I give it the old college try.
0: So when you were trying, it was different, though, because, I mean, now you can sort of get on YouTube and, you know, get taught. But did you, how did you hammer out your? Just old
2: GC&D. Is that you right? Know? You, you know, you buy a book back then,
0: remember? You just buy the, the book
2: and it would show you the chords. And uh, I remember uh, in the beginning, it was
1: very hard for me to play a bar chord you know, it's and, still right. hard for me to play a bar. Chord. Is it? <laughs> 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 no, I do it all the time, but still, I, I think about it twice. It's not something right. that's
2: just that's that, I think that's normal. Yeah. I think that's normal because, you know, if you're, if you're playing country music, you're playing, you know, major chords and uh-huh. you're not barring a lot of stuff when you start out. You know, if you're playing right. like grunge music, you're, you're barring all of your chords Everything. down the fret, right. which is actually easier.
1: Yeah.
2: But when you start barring those Fs and, and, uh, uh, B minors and all that stuff, yeah. uh, it took a while, but now I'm just like I love it. I, I wanna bar every chord now. Yeah. In yep. the beginning it was really tough.
0: So when you say it took a while though, like give me an idea how long it took. For I'm bar years. chords, help me out, Chris. I mean it, it takes years.
2: I mean yeah. you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get in the songs and you're getting get in the flow where you can actually hit a bar chord
1: and then um it yeah, years to do it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Especially if you're playing music in front of people. So where was this at in your life though that you picked up guitar and said I wanna do this? mm I always say I did it about 24. I was about 24 right. years old. So away. half your life now. Yeah. 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 I mean, does it feel like that? Does it feel like an art that you've been doing for half your life? or You know, like me, and I've said it so, several times on this podcast, that I play guitar because I want to sing. And that kind you're of right. sounds like the same place you're in as well. And a lot of times it feels like the skills and the musicianship behind playing the guitar kind of gets put on the back burner. And it's like, eh, I'll do it if I got to, to sing X, Y, Z. But it's really, it's, it's the singing and it's the song that comes first. The guitar is kind of an afterthought, right? Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but I, I really practice hard at
2: guitar. Ask you, Kimmy will know I'll go in there and just do these things to just make it um, easier for me to play when we're doing it live. Because you never know if you can play a guitar or not until you do it live. And you go out in front of people right. because that's when it becomes a job, you know. So you practice all in the house. You, you don't add that pressure to yourself, but when you're out there in front of people, oh, yeah. that's that's when you know if you you go and
1: play guitar or not. So now, do you use um, do you use, have words in front of you or no? No, no. See, good on you because I can't do it without words. Uh, words are kind of like my safety net, and I know it's kind of like using the bumpers at the bowling alley, but. Come on, guys. It's still a good game of bowling. Right. Um,
2: well, I learned from my buddy um, who told me years ago, and we play this show at uh, we were at Farm Brew um, a couple weeks ago. And he was like, man, if if you uh, don't know the words, just hum something that's, you know, in that. And he will do it. And he did it last week. I was, you know, up on my words and all the things that we were going to play. And he would just forget the words and he'd make things up. At Farm Brew. At Farm Brew, that's a big place. On the stage, he was making words up, and I'd look. At, it was just us two up there. Yikes! Because he's a really, really good guitar yeah. player, Oh, Billy T. Wild, and uh, yeah, he's making his own words up. So I, I didn't worry about it anymore,
1: right? <laughs> and especially if you're singing your own songs, they don't know what the damn words are.
0: <laughs>
1: Farm right Brew, that, yeah. Farm Brews at Two silers Brewing. Um, not only is it a fantastic brewery, it's a phenomenal venue. I mean, and you, Have can, you played you, there? I no, I haven't played there. Um, are you kidding me? We got to call Stacy for you. Stacy, hook you up. He could do it. Sure, you could do me. it. I, I, I could do it, but shoo. I mean, like I said, it's a big stage, right? I mean, they have stacks. But they have uh, aerial speakers and oh, yeah. the whole nine yards, right? You get up there, and, and it depends on
2: who your sound people are that come up there, and you know, you feel like you're you're you, know, you don't have to set up your own equipment. You know, you're not grinding. You show up Super at the stage. Super nice. They got a great green room in the back. You know. You sit back there and sip on a couple beers, and then you. you all go right, out. after
1: all, I might get that uh, contact from you. <laughs> yeah, I'll hook you up. <laughs> Miss Stacy is, uh, she's a sweetheart too.
0: So, as you made your way along learning to play the guitar, John, what's did you have particular influences style wise, did you develop your own? You know, somebody you look up to anything like well, that? Well, my cousin
2: at first because he could,
0: he was really good
2: at playing guitar, so he showed me the the chords, the one that showed up. Right, you know, a couple give weeks him ago. a shout out. What's his name? His name is Mike Cram, K R A M B. Mike Cram, one of my favorite humans on the planet. There you go. He cool. Showed up. Yeah, I hope he hears this. We will send him a copy and make sure he absolutely. He yes, hell yeah. Now he's got he's got several children and they all play different instruments like banjo and fiddle and guitar and mandolin that is one plus to having a lot of kids you can make your own band i think his his first son uh plays the drums and yeah i think that's how how it's supposed to be he's got a whole band over there wow we gotta go over there and hear him sometimes but he's the one that the first one that showed me um how to play right uh my favorite of all time was bob seger i knew i wanted to play guitar when i heard bob seger is that right Yeah. yeah yeah night moves or or turn the page i was like yep that's me that's what we're going to do for the rest of <laughs>
0: rest of my days. That's actually a cool thing to say because I think he's one of those people recognize oh, yeah, Bob Seger made a lot of good music, but they don't think about how great he was. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had a great rock and roll voice. Oh, yeah. Great, I mean, man, that's a great thing that you pointed out. I'm glad. I
2: love Bob. I still love Bob. If I want to get pumped up or something, I'll turn on Night Moves. I right. mean, I've played Night Moves at every show I've done for the last 30 years, at least one of his, yeah. his songs. Yeah.
0: I mean, most people out there probably recognize him from his – like a rock commercials for Chevrolet, but he actually did a lot of really good music, you know? Wow.
1: Well, um, so not only do you sing, uh, you do a bunch of covers, obviously we know that, uh, but you write your own stuff too, right? Mm, I do. How'd you get into that? Is it just something that's inherent with being in the, um, being in love with music for so, so long that, you know, you feel like it's only right if you write songs or is it, was it a special calling for you? I, I wrote my first one,
2: that was on the last record that we put out from Steelhouse. I wrote it over 20-some years ago. I think oh, wow. when, when you're sitting there with a guitar in your hand uh, and you're playing other people's music, it, it's just natural progression that you're going to you know, write a song. Uh, and it, I started out early trying to do it, and they were horrible. But, you know, it's still a lot of fun to do, sit around and, and write music.
1: Yeah, and I mean, so you said that playing drums was easy, which is obviously a lie. Um <laughs> <laughs> it looks easy playing any instrument looks easy until you get behind if if you get on the drum throne or if you get behind a guitar then you realize how much effort it really takes to yeah. to get into it a lot of people say the same about songwriting but you're right you can you can write some junk oh uh, yeah and and everybody who writes songs has written some junk i've and, written a lot of junk that's how and really? in, in what you'll take is a piece of that
2: crappy song and then uh, you'll find a fitting for it somewhere, you know, in another song that you write with, with different voicing. So and we do, I do that a lot.
1: Kimmy hears me do that a lot. She's like, oh boy. <laughs> there's uh there's actually a song on Jake Coons that's junk. It's actually named junk. Named junk. <laughs> I made I made him sing it on the podcast and went back and listened to it. By the way, his podcast is freaking blowing it up. It is, yeah. Um, I don't know and guess to it, the roof. I guess it came from the Opry announcement, but people search him on Spotify and mm-hmm. That's the, our episode is the first thing that comes up. I found that out. That's That's awesome.
2: As it should be. This is his home, you know? Yeah. This is where, Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, you know, we talked about all all of your grandchildren. You know, I hate saying that because every time every time I say it, you just look sad. I do. <laughs> I feel Are you sad. actually sad about the grandpa uh, nickname?
2: No, I'm not. I love it.
1: They can call me
0: anything. Yeah. It's affectionate. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. As,
1: long, as long as they're calling me, uh, they can call me whatever there they you want. Go. So you hang out around a bunch of songwriters, and obviously, that's what. Happens in Nashville. We talked to Rich Ridgel. He was in songwriting groups in Nashville. Um, You hang around these guys. You probably hang out with other folks that write songs as well. Um, But one of the main things that you guys do uh, as a tight-knit group is this Cannon Fire Music Festival. Uh, Had one on July the 1st, I think it was. And then again, it's happening on the 9th of September here in a couple weekends. Um, Ironically, that's the day after Jake Cohn debuts at the Opry. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about that cannon fire music festival, what it means, um, how it went this year, everything oh, about it. Of, it's Kenny Brown. Anything yeah. that Kenny Brown is involved
2: in is going to be, you know, next level. He's just like, I mean, you've met him. Yep. He's, he's been like, on the show. He's, he's like one of the best humans and, and Miss Jeannie who is, um, no, same thing. I just love both those people. I mean, I, I we, how do we meet them? We like, we met on Facebook right years ago. He, he anything music he would travel the entire country and and dig up guys like me and and just you know promote you and he's done that here and he's a huge part i love kenny uh the first one went really well um we did the singer songwriter first night uh it was me and um uh, zach and Dylan and Brennan and Jake, and we're all just sitting up there just swapping songs, which is kind of cool. You know, when you're a songwriter, you you don't have to play a whole show. You just play one song, and then you can sit back and talk trash to the one beside you. (laughs) I happen to be sitting next to Jake's hairy behind, and I'm just talking trash (laughs) to him. I get done with the song, and I look over and I say, what do you think about that, young buck? You think you can do that? And he's like, slow down, Grandpa.
3: Got you covered (laughs)
2: So it's a lot of fun, and then the next day we livened it up. I had Mister Trey Jet with me and Crosby Kofid, who has played also. Everybody tries to steal my fiddle player.
0: All right, and yeah,
2: they all try to get Crosby. I look up and he's he's. he's so that's pointy. your fiddle player. That's my fiddle player. All right, yeah, that's, not theirs. No, that's,
1: it, I wonder where it come from.
2: Yeah, well, Grandpa right. dug him up. <laughs> Grandpa got that guy together, and and if you guys you guys ever seen him play live, Crosby, I have not, he a no. he is a, I've seen he some is a monster. I mean, he can just fill into a song and just turn it to, you know, turn it to a whole different level. But me and Trey Jet and Crosby played the next day. And, of course, we had the Low Water Bridge Band and those, you know, those boys. Oh, yeah. Have they been on? Oh, yes. have.
1: Uh, we actually had Stacey before she left and uh, Logan. And before they bring out their next album, they're coming back on the show. Yeah, those are I love those guys. Yeah, man. Just really laid back. I mean, I mean, all those guys are on
2: Low Water Bridge are like really laid back, and you see them like, "Hey, what's up, John?" And I'm always like jumpy, you know. <laughs> You know, hey, guys, I'm, yeah, I'm like, what's up, dudes? You know, and they're just like, what's up,
1: man? <laughs> they're just different than me. Well, they may them. or may not have spent some time on the bus before. They yeah, talk to them, we won't so. talk
2: about that. Yeah, what happens uh, on the bus stays on the bus. Apparently, yeah, so yeah, right. Yeah, they're they're just. I love all those guys. Logan is a really good guy, and we talk about hunting and stuff. Problem, we talk about music. Right. But if you need anything from any of these guys, you're going to be traveling to another state. Um Logan is good. He knows everybody. he just make a call for you and a show will appear. If you That's want. right. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, how about these guys? When we started this podcast, we did the trailer episode, and, and of course, Brian brought up that my favorite local band was Low Water Bridge. And, honestly, it still is. Just the talent of these guys are, are, are phenomenal. I mean, um, you know, Logan didn't start as a – I guess nobody starts as a professional musician, but – Right. Really, all of them kind of built themselves up, and uh, the technicality of some of their work, and of course Chainsaw with all his work, and um, I've watched and those video productions and too. stuff. Yeah. yeah, oh, and
2: they, they have it. They're all really good at different things too. And then when they brought um, Alex's brother, I've forgotten his name. Sorry, um, the band tightened up. I mean, because they had other drummers, and when they got when they got him in there, yeah, Riley. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah, everything got tight. Right. Uh, just I've watched those guys. It's all really cool. And, and all the things that they're doing.
0: One of the cool things that we ran in, that we talk about all the time, I should say, John, is this sort of camaraderie that everybody has. Now, you and I are of an age to remember when that wasn't always so. No. And the fact that these guys look up to you, look, look up to you, and of course, affectionately, you know, sort of give you a hard time, but you've had a big influence on them. We marvel at that, like just like you said a while ago, give you know, give them a call they'll reach out, get a show for you. That's got to be something very exciting and, and, and nice for you to be part of, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, very much. Because it just seems like uh, it used to be that artists didn't look out for each other, but now they do. And so you guys have a pretty close-knit community, right? Yeah,
2: I mean, those guys, it's just really weird how that works. I remember playing in... And, and Nowadays, musicians are very approachable too all of them, right, even the guys that you know playing huge, huge shows you can walk you couldn't even get 20 yards from a musician back in the old day. You right. Know, this grassroots thing that everybody's doing with uh, independent music has made everybody more accessible, and you know there are a lot of cooler people out there, you know, like look at the Cody Jinxes of the world right, and he didn't have anybody. Helping him out, The guy, you know, him and his crew and and his buddies that surrounded him made this wonderful thing, and and uh, you know, all these guys are doing that. So I think that was the model, if I'm looking at it, how uh, a small group of people made good music and promoted it, and I think that's what we're doing here for everybody. Wow, and and, and Mister Kenny Brown does that too. Lord, he he promotes you, and, and that festival permits-
0: for nothing, for nothing. Yes, yeah, he's not getting anything out of it no by the way that cannon fire music festival it's only a week and a half away or whatever are tickets on sale now how's that they, they
2: are tickets are on sale um it's that time of year you know when everybody's going back to school so right. it's a little bit of a trickier time of year and um uh, it's the 8th and 9th of september we're all going to be out there all the same guys um we've got west ship coming back well nice if you've ever seen or watched west ship
1: he's a I love that guy. It's great. Yeah. Where's it, he from? He, I, I tried I, to find that out. I couldn't figure it out. He is
2: from Ocala, Florida. But really? now, now he lives I don't know exactly where he lives now because he's he he's always on the road. He's mm-hmm. he was in North Dakota, South Dakota last time I looked up. I blanked my eyes. He was in it's crazy. South Carolina. Right. So he's on the road all the time. And uh and Kenny loves him and I didn't even know he was coming back. So I was really excited when I saw that. And and Gary D. Weber is going to be with him. If you've ever seen old Gary D., he's a he's a, he's a a nut. He plays
1: harp. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and he's really good at it. You don't see it. many people playing harp anymore. Man. Are you, you know, are you saying mouth harp, or are you talking like auto harp? No,
2: mouth harp. He's oh, just, okay. You know, he's playing. So and the first time we ever met Gary D., he walked up. We had never met him. Um, and he came up to a bunch of us, and he was like, look, I've never met any of you guys, but when you come and talk to me in front of everybody, act like you've known me forever.
0: Right, right. And,
2: which we did for the entire weekend, and he was doing that because he was down there playing with Wes, and he was just—he told everybody to uh, just act like they've known him and met him out on the road playing music, and we did that. And and uh, Wes was like, "Man, Gary D has been everywhere. Everyone here knows him, and we've <laughs> never even been here before." And then right. finally, I got drunk later on at the after party, and I, I threw him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I said, "Man, we he told us that, so we've been doing that. We called him old old Gary D, the one that's been everywhere."
0: And that's cool. That was a funny old story. Now, primarily, John, when you play, are you are you a solo artist? Do you have group? got you, you said you had a fiddle player. You have other guys to play with you. Trey regularly? Jet
2: love to play. We just got back from the Bird's Nest down there in uh, North Carolina. Trey came down with us, and we played with my buddy Dusty Davis in Washington, North Carolina. We were going to go on a little bit of break. But yeah, Trey, he'll actually get out there on the road. I play with him uh, and Crosby mostly. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do a full band. It's really, really hard to keep a full band. I have no clue how like the Low Water Bridges and the 49 Winchesters and the Red Clay Strays all kind of do that.
0: Right.
1: Well, I feel like you have to commit your life and your time and everything to that band if you're going to keep that together, yeah, right? It's tough. Yeah, and I mean, we talked just like we were talking about Low Water when Stacy was here. She's got a full time job, I think Loudon County yeah, Schools. Yeah, it was and you know that's freaking tough, especially mm. with how much they want to travel. And then you know you're trying to get big and you're trying to make some money off of it. Then yeah, I feel like you really, really have to dedicate your time to it.
2: I think they're a lot of them are close knit, like the Low Water boys. They're they all live relatively close to one another. I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. like, you'll have friends that, you know, you like to hang out with, and then, you know, there's time when you're ready to not be around them anymore. But no I feel like yeah. these guys just, yeah. even when they're not practicing, they're hanging out, they're in the bus,
0: you know. Yep. You know. One of the things I find curious, or I'm curious about it, I should tell John, you mentioned you're writing songs. It's a pretty common thread that the artists that we have on the show write songs out of, obviously, you know, personal experiences, primarily... You know, it's pain. It's it's things that have you know hurt or uh, caused them you know to to have to grieve or whatever it may be. Are you similar in that, or do you write? Are is your songwriting? Uh, yeah. it? I think everybody does that. Yeah, you think it is? Yeah. yeah, I do too.
2: I mean the the, the one that we did for uh, Kenny Brown. He sends me the lyrics, and I, you know we just try to turn it into a song. And and that's about nothing but pain. The one about Princeton on the same little EP that we did. It's about my dad being murdered. That's about pain. Oh, wow! Yeah, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to pay for therapy if you write songs. <laughs> <I think. laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, some in that theory, you get paid for your ther- therapy. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's true. I think I think a lot of people do that. Now I don't think that the the Jakes of the world are gonna are do that. Even though you would think that he's lived through five wars. Yes. In some yeah. Of the stuff yeah. He does. yeah. And I hate giving him credit because everybody else gives him credit. He's my <laughs> grandson. I'm gonna keep him down a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, keep him in his place. He's, he's been here before. The old saying that we have about him, and even uh, Brennan and, and Zach and Dylan, is, I think they've all been here before. This is like their third or fourth trip around the around the life thing. If right? You
1: believe in that. Well, um so Jake's been on Michael Palmazano's channel. I saw that the other day. Uh, so he was live actually the other day with, with uh Michael and that was like a thirty minute live session they had, like a zoom call. Uh but the first time he was on, that's that's what Michael said. He was like, you know, this kid is way beyond his years and there's no way that, you know, he's smoking and doing drugs and all this stuff. And of course, you know he's fifteen years old because it says that in the video description. Um but it's you, yeah. Have you gone and read the
2: comments on any of his stuff? Yes. Like, like Brennan and I, I remember that people were talking trash. You know, you have those one out of a hundred of somebody would say something rude, and it was just me and Brennan threatening to come and go get them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're really talking bad. I mean, you could say, oh, I love this, love this, and then you'll have some knucklehead rapper, you know, ass hanging out of his jeans somewhere in North Carolina. I want to put a bad comment in there. And I, I remember I was laughing about it. I was like, we're going to go down there and just, we're going to whoop him. Gonna
0: <laughs> Dismember. Him. Yeah. We're going to get a hold of that uh, Oh my gosh. That's funny.
1: So you're, you mentioned when you showed up, I asked you if you're going to sing for us and you're kind of questioning it. Is that, I mean, your voice you say is kind of dying. It, it is died. It, is, it, is it, is it tired or what's up? Um, we had like a,
2: I don't know if I got some allergies or something, but we, um, played two shows three shows last week and on the last set of the last show it just gave out
1: that'll do it man
2: so Mm. i have not sang or or um or done any of that for i haven't even touched my guitar this week i haven't even picked it up i tried to relax and i worked days too so um i did a little bit of work and paid a couple bills and i just put the guitar down because when it happens you know it's not like I have million dollar things riding on me going out and singing somewhere, but I just had to re- to relax a little bit. Now, yeah. what do you do for work? Um, I am an architectural designer. So, um, what flavor uh, residential the residential stuff? Cool. Yeah, I don't like the red tape of commercial, and uh, I'll design your house if. No, I don't want to put this out there because I don't, <laughs> I don't like doing this, Call Jonathan this kind of work fuck. anymore, but you know, I've, I've done a lot of specialty work where, you know, special permits where people have zoning problems. I go in and work with them or pull special permits where you have to go to like the court through the County and, and right. argue. So it's sometime part made up lawyer and sometime part designer and, and, and you're an engineer and then, yeah
1: a draftsman. And yeah, so I do
2: that. I design mostly, I just design, um, additions, houses whatever people
1: want. As an engineer, the architects are my arch enemy. So, oh, we uh, say that about just, engineers; they just, just dig in the dirt. That's right. <laughs> that's all we do. I love it. Well, and I imagine that finding time for all this, and I know that being an architect can sometimes just be a continuous job. I feel like if you wanted to, even if you didn't want to, you could make seven days a week out of your day job. Oh my lord! Yeah. Now Kimmy would have it that way. Yeah, but uh,
2: <laughs> it's you know my eyes are getting bad. When you're on the computer, I'm just I'm just venting here, baby. We're you know, <laughs> just talking about all the things that we talk about at home. My eyes, Sorry. are, you know, I'm wearing glasses. I used to have like 2015 vision. Now I can't see my hand in front of my face, oh, yeah. and I yeah. think it, it's due to the cell phones and looking at that computer all the time. And you know, is this footing in the right place, Lord? What will this span? Uh, that LVL can only go 20 you know what I mean and yeah, yep. you know, you're looking at it's it's boring
1: it man. gives you a nice break you know Yeah. the, song, oh, the songwriting the God for the music yeah because I,
2: I would have jumped off the woodrow by now
0: <laughs> well I know your voice is tired
2: you're going to make me sing a song yeah I'll what? get
0: you extra silver bullets if you will
1: I'll sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you that shiny nickel, too, even if you don't get the question. <laughs> I'm, I, you know,
2: and I'm, I'm going to purposely not remember the words on it, so I'm going to show you how to recover from this stuff. Watch. I'm ready for it. You no, know, because I, I, I have not sang anything in a week, and that's not like me. Am cool. I singing one? Am I going to do it? You want me to do yeah.
0: it Yeah, if you don't mind, it'd be great. I mean. You can grab that can, Fender behind you and cons- see how it goes. Consider yeah.
1: this your pressure. So this is the first time that the Fender has made its debut on yeah, the show. Yeah, This is Brian's father's guitar. Yeah, Uh, jumbo body.
2: I've got mine out there. I just didn't. He's grinning
1: from above us right now. I'm telling you. Very beautiful guitar. Not a Fender guy though. I've never owned a Fender, Uh, but that one—that one's nice. It's got a sweet sound to it.
3: You gonna make it? On the hard side of living. That's where. A singer is born the whiskey and women and the lies just keep you going I've spent a lifetime living the words in these songs On a stage point nowhere For faces that I'll never know Oh I've emptied my pockets Just to stay out on this road And I've shared my memories by bleeding in front of you all So sing with me, darling. You don't have to know all the words. Cause tomorrow I'm leaving so tonight Let's drink till it hurts. Yeah, tomorrow I'm leaving, Sunday night, let's drink till it hurts.
0: Jonathan Mitchum, everybody. How about that? That was awesome, brother. Thanks, man. I love that, you know?
2: That's... uh... I wrote that song about that's about songwriters. That song is about songwriters. You go out there and you, you play music for for years and years, and you know you just keep grinding, you keep right. playing, you keep traveling, you keep doing all the things, you keep listening to people talk trash about you, and you just keep on rocking and rolling. Tomorrow you're leaving. To do.
0: Drink till it hurts. Yeah. I've lived <laughs> all of those words. Yeah, yeah. I've not gone anywhere, and I still drink till it hurts sometimes. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking here on your Spotify.
1: You have 10-ish songs on Spotify. You have more than that?
2: I think we have more than that. I think six. Well, you have
1: the So you have the Deacon. You have Glory and Winter's Ground. We've got uh, like,
2: I think we have 14, and we okay. were supposed to go back and, and do another album. I don't know if we're going to go do a single or another album. You know, um I just like to go spend time with with uh Andy down in at, at Steelhouse Studios. And if you've ever been down there, you'd see it's just incredible. You get down there and all you do is talk music and his family is cool and I've That's been awesome. trying to get Kenny down there. We we've also went to go and and we've I think the first two we did with Zach McCord out of West Virginia, another incredible um uh, recording engineer and a great person, and he's from West By God. So there you go. Yeah. You're going to have to automatically trust that guy.
1: <laughs> well, and not only, I guess, is he a great person, but holy cow. Like, I listened to the Deacon a little bit, and the recording and the mastering of that track, uh, specifically the Drifter, in my opinion, is incredible.
2: I think everybody likes that one. Thank you yeah, very much. That's, yeah. I, I,
0: he was playing it before he got here. So. The Drifter? Yeah.
2: that's the, I wrote that 20-some years ago.
0: Wow. The Drifter. Yeah. You said your voice was hurting. I didn't notice, brother. It uh, sounded good to me. I love it.
2: I've only been yelling, somebody bring me a beer for the past week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: singing. Did they bring it? <laughs> oh, damn did. All right, right, right they, good. Man. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Don't let, don't let my man down.
1: Well, Johnny, what kind of stuff you got coming up? Uh, we well, obviously know that the Cannon Fire is coming up on the 9th of September. Mm. You're around everywhere. Like you said, you played three shows last weekend. Mm hmm. I mean, is that normal for you, Two, two, three shows a weekend? Yeah, you
2: work all week, and then you, you go out and do a little bit of grinding. Mm. I, and, and another thing good about the, my buddies that play music, I see them grinding all the time. They're always playing. Yeah. And, and if I feel like I'm taking a weekend off, I was like, man, damn it you're
1: behind. I, yeah. Not. Yeah. Um, I don't
2: want these little suckers catching up and passing me. They're making me look like a butthead. So you just I mean that's how I mean that's how I look at it. I'm sure my friends don't look at it like that. But when I see all these musicians out there just doing great things, I'll look at Kim and say, Phew, "We need to step our game up.
1: We, we need to step our game up." <laughs> they they're, do bust they do bust it though. I mean, um you're right. Every weekend is tough. Um you know an example who was at the the first cannon fire festival was uh Celia Campbell. Oh boy. And I follow her on Facebook and she is everywhere.
2: She is three ev- shows
1: a weekend. She makes me look. Bad. She's in high school doing, you know, three shows a weekend. You know, that's wild to me. So, how did you hear about Celia Campbell? Uh, great question. I found her on Facebook. She came up on an event and I started following her and then of course she came up the Cannon Fire Cannon Fire Yeah, Grandpa had a hand in that. Uh, I made
2: I made sure she came up there. She's phenomenal. Oh, uh, yeah, love I love listening her. And her dad is is a if you've ever met him is a wonderful human being. And she goes out there, and if you think about um, a kid, what's she a junior in high school? Senior almost has her college paid for from playing
0: music. Wow! Yeah, see.
2: Now, let's, let's, don't tell my mom that just and, we'll strike that out of <laughs> this episode i don't know if i was supposed to say that i'm sorry campbells but uh that's awesome yeah, yeah. out there grinding and and i mean they make money at those shows
0: it's Absolutely. not like the,
2: i mean she makes great money yeah um and her dad was sitting there and telling me man she's she's putting all of this money away for college I mean, it's almost done. She's been doing this, what, That's two, crazy. three years now? and I mean, think about that. Three, four, $500 a show, four times a weekend?
1: Yep. I did see she she, she secured, wow, tongue twister, a beautiful blue uh, hummingbird. hummingbird. Yeah. I wow. Was, I don't, I'm kind of jealous of that one. Yeah, I have a too. hummingbird, but it's not You blue. have a hummingbird? I do, yeah. I don't have hummingbird money. Those things are. I don't money. either. It was a gift. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: I'm sure she Miss Sela could have taken her... Yeah, a little bit of her college fund and bought several hummingbirds. But right. she got the the Miranda Lambert, I think the blue one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and that that kid can sing.
0: So I'm not sure if there's a definitive answer on this, John. but I'm, I'm curious of your opinion. You know, when you and I were 21, 22 years old, there was a lot of talented people around then too. But it seems like you never, you just didn't hear from them. Is it because of the avenues that people yeah. can get their music out now? Is that what the difference I really so. is? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you remember, you had to hear, I mean, you would put flyers up on, on telephone poles to, to yeah. uh, announce it. You know, if you were a local, that's yeah, how you would do it right. back in the day. We're, I mean, the younger ones over here, Mr. Chris, he probably doesn't do that. But I mean, I can remember doing that. Yeah, sure. And that's how you would get the, and then the internet just totally turned everything into, I mean, I mean, look at the, the Oliver Anthony guy that just blew up. I mean, how does that happen?
0: Right. Right. It's
2: an old redneck from West Virginia singing in front of his deer stand. 44
1: million, million views on YouTube in two weeks. What
0: in That's the insane. world?
2: They're, everybody's like, oh, he's, a, he's a, a
0: media plant or something. But it's so odd when you say that, though, because it would go back to what I was talking about earlier. You would think that would create such tension between people trying to get that chunk of their... You know, yeah, it, recon- it, it being recognized yeah. and their money, but it's not that way. You know, you're all putting together festivals where you're coming together and you're looking out for them and they're looking for out for each other. That's 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 pretty cool. I, I I don't know how that came about, but that's a great way, and I'm glad it's doing what it's doing. I know? think it's
2: a different way of thinking about music. If you if you enjoy what you're doing, a number one, and and um, you you have cool friends and you're promoting it, then eventually everything cool is going to happen. I mean, you don't have to press it. Like, right. you know, you're not signing with label. I mean, this is in the old days of the hair bands where, you know, you're yeah. motley crew and you have to go do this or that. And the other, if you got some good friends, uh, and, and nowadays you can promote anything and you have a good group, people support you. You don't have to run out there and, and, and take the, you know, the big check up front, you know, right. like some of these kids can do. Yeah. I've seen some, uh, you know, I'm not gonna talk names because it's not my place to do that, but let we take Oliver Anthony. I mean, he's turning down money. Cause you don't just you wanna jump off the bridge and jump right into something like that because you have no
1: clue what you're getting into. That's true. And and you don't yeah. you yeah. don't know the people you're getting into it with. Also, when they you know, they say he turned down eight million dollars, he said he turned down eight million dollars. Um a lot of and we found out through this podcast too, it's not eight million dollars up front. No. It is. It, it's over time, and of course, you sign that. You sign on the dotted line, and they got your. But sorry, everybody, nuts and a vice. Right,
0: but the classic tale though is for everybody to sign. That's the way I. I you yeah. know what I mean? You always heard yeah. my generation. Boom! I'm on the radio. Pay me. That's how you, you know get it. I mean?
2: That, you, you mean you really don't even have to do that anymore? No, I mean because I think. When country music changed and we have all this BS that we have to listen to, and I'm sorry I'm saying that because I know a lot of people that do say that. There's some songs that I like on the radio. Sure. Yeah. Just not as much as the songs I like that that all of us do or my friends do or like Cole Chaney does. Right. Yeah, I like that. And I forgot to say for the Cannon Fire, before I forget, that uh, who's headlining Cannon Fire, Kimmy? Do I need to look it up? Tony, no, it's Tony
0: Logue. I was, oh, Tony I Logue. Know. Okay, gotcha.
2: It was a setup. It
1: was a setup. It was a
2: setup. Mr. Time, and I'm sorry, I forgot about that, but Mr. Tony Logue is, is headlining, and he's done that before. The first one that we ever did, that's why Kenny is, um, um, loves that he's coming back again this year, but the first Cannon Fire last year, Tony Logue headlined, and it had some really, really cool parts to it. Remember? You know, we're all up there, all of us songwriters up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: But he, he's he, a Gibson player, looks like. Oh yeah, J forty five.
2: Yep, he's a J. That's got a J forty five out in the car, probably roasting in there.
1: Oh man, <laughs> you should have brought it in.
2: Uh, you know what? We might. How much longer do we got?
1: Couple minutes.
2: Yeah. We don't Couple. have
0: that
1: much longer. That much
0: longer. Man, this no.
2: this went too fast. I could sit here and talk to you guys all day about well, See, all that's
0: of... that's our angle that we bring you back for show number two down the road. See? Oh, I that's like how, it. That's how I we like do you it. call yeah.
1: me, I'll always be here. I, I really appreciate <laughs> what you guys are doing for oh, musicians man. too. So Well, we thank you for making the trip and even you know, we're flexible anytime you wanna come hang out with us. We'll I'll always it. come hang out. You yeah. need
2: to you need you call me, I'll always be here. That's cool. That's cool. Good I love what you guys
1: are doing for people and appreciate it.
2: What do we forget, Johnny? Uh I, I mean, I can talk on a mic like I do on stage all day. If I we get to tell bad jokes, if you want to, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, make sure everybody knows how to hear your music, find you, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, you can all
2: find me at, at jonathanmitcham.com. That's my website. Uh, you can find me on anything where you stream music. I know my stickers and my shirt say Johnny Mitchum, but we put it under Jonathan Mitchum, gotcha, which only my mama calls me.
1: Uh, But if
0: we
2: have we have several songs on any streaming site, you can look at Jonathan Mitchum and and pull me up. We we'd love to have anybody that uh, that doesn't know me to go and listen to some music. We're going to be putting out some more music. Um, Probably, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that within about the next four to six months. We'll have a new record out. Gotcha. Cool. Looking forward to that and support all of my friends. uh, Support Kenny Brown. Come to Cannon Fire uh, Kenny and Jeannie who we love very much. That's a, a really fun thing to do. You can come out, you can camp out, you can listen to, um, this area is the best musicians from this area. Even, uh, we have West ship coming in. We have Tony Logue coming in from Kentucky. Um, I, I don't know where West ship is. He's probably on the road somewhere in Hawaii, but he'll be here for the show. Very cool. You never know where he's going to be. Um, and support all my friends. Um, Zach Townsend, um, You don't have to support Jake Cohn because the whole world supports him. (laughs) He's already there. It's fine. He's, he's, he's made it. And, and you know, this, this nest egg of all these things and these people that have all worked together and cultivated and become like a family. And, and, uh, I'm glad to see him getting out there and and getting some recognition and playing on the Opry. I mean, I think that's good. And, and follow, um, Dylan Warfel, who was my drinking buddy, who I love dearly. And, um, who am I forgetting? Chris Hunt. And, uh, and and of course, Brendan Edwards, who, if you've ever heard that guy play. Phenomenal.
1: It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah.
2: He's, yeah. A, he's a pen. I was glad to be... Um, you know how we sealed that deal about us going to the studio? So he posted something up, and, and I'm sure I'm running over. No, 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 no you're, you're fine. Go. Go. Now, he, uh, he said, we're going to go uh, see the Lost Dogs... Lost Dogs String Band, what is it called? We were going... to. Oh, I can't remember his name, and I love him, but I'm, I've been drinking. Anyway, <laughs> we were going to go see a band, and he didn't have anyone to go with, and I said, I'll come with you. So right. we went up, and, and we saw, uh, we were just in the middle of the concert, and I said, hey, man, we need to go to the studio. We need to do it, like, really, really quick. And I basically made him shake my hand. I don't know how I did it, but we made him shake my hand so he would go down and and, uh, and record because – I was tired of seeing him just playing at shows, and he didn't have anything to show for it. Now, if you look up Brennan Edwards on Spotify, he's got like 40, 000, over 40,000 monthly listeners. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's and I know it's for one of the songs he did when the when us as a band weren't backing him, but I think they should listen. That's, that's because somebody who has a lot of clout in music will take one song, and that's what they like. And they'll promote that. And that song will get a lot of traction. But
1: he's got a whole album there. I don't right. think that's his best song on it. 43,888 monthly listeners. Yeah. Monthly yeah. listeners. For that, one, that's not people who have ever just listened to his music. No. For yeah. one EP. That's wow. how good that kid is. Til, till yeah. the End of My Days has 165,000 views. That's insane. That's oh. great,
0: though. And it's all from right here, which is how, co- how great is that? It's
1: home. And, you know, just tell,
2: telling the stories about how all this stuff comes about is, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. I was like, man, we have to go to the studio. And, um, and But one thing I will tell you about Brendan Edwards boy, when it comes to music, you can't have a note or a key off. He was telling me how to play the drums. I almost, I went to film out the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out that at the end of the day he was exactly right on everything he had a vision of what he wanted to do and by god we did it
0: and those are the geniuses those are the ones you find out
2: and and andy smith the the owner of the thing he was like man that brendan's coming down he's he called me up he's like brendan's driving me crazy i was like (laughs) he's driving me crazy too but that's what geniuses do let them work and, and and now he keeps now he's gone back and done other work and uh, anything that Brendan Edwards puts his hand in is going to be spectacular, I'm sure. Um, Jake Cohn as well, and Zach, and all of my buddies, Dylan and yeah, all of them. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Let's mark the calendar, though. You got an album coming out in six months or so? Yep. Let's mark it down that you come here and help promote that. Is that cool? I will. That would be that would be wonderful. I'd love to. All right. That sounds great.
1: Johnny, thanks for being on, man. I got to give a quick shout out to uh, a couple of folks who really, really requested you be on Adam Mariner and... Uh, Rihanna Haas. Um, oh, um, yeah. yeah. They, they asked that you be on multiple times, but I'm glad that we finally hooked up with you for episode 61. Yeah, There's definitely yeah. going to be one in the future. Um, what She's was, a great photographer, by the way. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, you have some of your right? stuff up oh, there. Oh yeah, yep. man. She can take it. Like she can think about a picture and it come out
0: nice. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. 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 She's good.
0: Big shout out.
1: So, um, not forget anything else till next time. Right. Till next time. I Love mean, you guys. Thanks, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for uh, risking your voice at our entertainment's sake. And <laughs> yeah, our I, listeners I don't think it was that big sake. of a deal. <laughs> it was great.
0: <laughs> it was. It worked out perfect, man. We were so glad that you took time to be here on the cafe with us, and I'm sure everybody out there enjoyed that song, man, for sure. Well, before we get out of here, a couple things. i got to give a shout-out, Chris, to Battlefields and Bourbon, another podcast locally. you got uh, you know, uh, Elijah and Jack working hard on that one, folks. So if you want to check out something a little different about the Winchester area, Make sure you do that, too. And the question of the show, man, we're going to get back to that. Which is the one and only song to win a Grammy for best disco recording? Anybody got a guess? I, it's not got the stairs? Brothers, right? No. I <laughs> got glass stairs all around the table here. Believe it or not, you've heard the song I Will Survive from Gloria Gaynor. You guys remember that song. I know yeah. you probably didn't dance to it a half a dozen times or something in your life. But anyway, that's it. It Gloria Gaynor. Gloria Gaynor. Good you going to pull it up? Yeah, I
1: mean, it's not plugged in, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. We know, the, know song. the song. Sure you do. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty cool. Nobody won it this week, so we'll move on and have a little easier one. No shiny nickels. Uh, Sorry, Johnny. No shiny yeah. nickels. Folks, man, appreciate you guys spending time in the Music Engine Cafe with us. Make sure you stick around for next week's guest. Uh, we're going to have another action-packed show coming up for sure. In the meantime, go out and see some live music, music I should say. And if you're out there traveling on the roads, unless you're passing somebody, get out of the left lane. You're driving me nuts. Until we meet again, peace.